Greetings, listeners. Welcome back to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico pandemic podcast here on purefandom.com. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. I'm not going to lie. That was awesome. Um, I mean, we got to just, girl. Embrace it. Embrace it. I know. You know, and if anything, the craziness of this episode, I was like, you know, at least, at least I'm not Isabel, right? Like I have to stay in my house, but I'm not at my asshole ex-boyfriend's funeral right now. There you go. Or pregnant with his baby. Right? Oh my my God. My brother's not in a goo pod. There's so (laughs) many things that make like our day-to-day feel better, right? That's right. That's exactly right. Um, I mean, let's just get into it. For those, well, for those of you who don't know, don't know, I'm Liz. Hey, Liz. I'm Meg. What's up, girl? Cheers. Cheers. I'm drinking a margarita that I poured into a plastic glass and drained from my, from the ice. So that way I wouldn't make too much noise clickety clacketing while I'm talking to you. Um, That's very thoughtful. That's you're very welcome. Thoughtful. You're welcome. I'm drinking wine. It's called Once Upon a Vine. And I only bought it because it reminded me of Once Upon a Time. Hashtag I love you hook. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good and it's gone. So (laughs) COVID-19. Cheers. Do you need more? Need to go refill? Um, I can like talk into the abyss while, I mean, I could edit it out while you go. Girl, let's just do this because I also have this Jim Bean apple right here. Oh my God. You're amazing. It's just in my office. I know you guys can't see this, but I'm holding it up for Liz. It's this teeny tiny bottle I got for Christmas, and my daughter pulled it out of a bag and handed it to me the other day, and I was like, girl, yes. Like, you don't know, but yes. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay, perfect. So we're good. All let's right. Well, let's just, like, I mean, there's, like, a lovely list here of things that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's just start with bullet number one, Liz and Max, the scene to start. That was, like, chilling how sweet and heartbreaking it was because you just knew it was coming you knew like all that sweet we just like bumped uglies and it's all cute and like lately this really like pretty filter and then it was like oh he's dead like he's super dead it was a really pretty filter it was a pretty filter and it was a really sweet scene to remind us of how close they were and how sweet it was before he brought his you know her sister back to life and died in a cave and that cut that sick cut from her laying on his chest in bed to laying on his dead chest in the cave yeah no I made I made noises I was in the room by myself watching that and I was like oh my god like that was that was a thing and that was like really really gutting in a way just to watch her and that's how quickly she went from like total bliss with Max to like holy shit, he's dead. It was nice, though, that cut scene, the the first scene before they cut to, like, total chaos and sadness, he kind of talked about the alightening, which we'll get to. So, like, it was kind of filled in a little bit of info that we needed. A little bit of pillow talk that we need a little background on, you know? A little pillow talk. See, I love, I know we may be jumping ahead a little bit and talking about that, but you know, we said in our last podcast how when we spoke with Karina and the crew at the SCAD ATV Fest, she said we will be diving more into the mythology, powers, all that kind of stuff. And I just, I was so impressed and just 
it was also just so cool to see how the show continues to mix sci-fi and science. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see that a lot. It's hard to do. You know, like, they're taught, I mean, regenerative, 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 see, I can't even say it. I don't know if that's the word of my margarita. Regenerative, <laughs> regenerative medicine, not only is a hard word to say when you're a margarita in, you know, that's some, that's some hard science. So I think it's, it's just cool because I feel like, you know, they could have just made her a quote unquote doctor. It's like, no, man, she's like, you know, she's kind of, she's a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. You know, she's trying to, she's pushing, you know, that, that, uh, those like medical ethic lines and, um, also being a woman in her field isn't, you know, doing her any favors considering how the world is. And I just think it's really cool that that is, it's not just like a side story. That's like something that really carries through with her character. You know, she's oh, yeah. a lot of different battles right now. And I just, I just love how they mix science fiction and science. It's so cool. Okay. Not to jump ahead, but like that final scene, like you said, where she has to fight a little harder to do what she needs to do, like with like the song playing. And like, I was like, so fucking amped after that scene. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to science this shit out of some stuff. And then like the next week I had to like homeschool my children and we're like looking at leaves in a microscope, but like still, I felt like I could like bring that leaf back to life, like a freaking zombie leaf. I was like amped. Yes. It was so cool. So yes, I loved back to, back to our first point, that whole scene and like knowing how sweet and wonderful and all the buildup in season one to Liz and Max. And then just the freaking utter heartbreak of mm-hmm. how it started in season two was just like, oh. So it was like, oh, yeah, let, let's remind you of, like, how broken your heart should be. Just like FYI. Let's go mm-hmm. back. So that that was really kind of set the tone for not just season two of Roswell, New Mexico. For 2020 in general, folks, like, oh, shit's a storm. Oh. We are in a storm. But, yeah, it was good. Oh, I loved it a lot. But on a brighter note, the whole like Liz and Rosa oh and like the sister stuff and just like that little petty you took my was like a necklace or something Mm -hmm. like it was such it could have been such a throwaway scene in any other show between any other sisters it was so like important to see it because it was like something that you know that Liz longed for for so long just to have like a bullshit moment with her sister Mm -hmm. in like that little petty fight like oh that's such a sister moment and to see it play out and then you know she gets all mad and then she's like hug like oh you're back like it, it just I don't know it made me warm and fuzzy so like my heart got ripped out but then like put back in for sister moments see mm-hmm. and I loved it too because it showed not only was it you know exactly what you just said it was in terms of like their sisterly bond but it really showed how Liz has become you know, the nurturer in their relationship. She, like, when she said, oh, I never thought we'd fight, like, and, like, hugged her, like, that's something you, a mom would say, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we talked about this in last week's episode, too, that Liz was always kind of the bigger sister, in a way, always worrying about Rosa, but now it's, like, she's older than her, she's lived life, she's grown, so it's, it's, we're only going to continue to see that, um, that relationship play out where Liz has taken over that like motherly nurturing kind of role. And that could, you know, knowing Rosa, that could really 
that could cause a riff, I think, a little bit, especially because now I know we're jumping ahead even more, but whatever. We'll just make sure at some point we hit all these topics we listed out. I think that will play out even more with what we discovered at the end of the episode where Max, we think, you know, who knows what, what twists the writers have up their sleeves, but Max, you know, is connected to her still, right? Like psyche wise, like avatar, you know, Awa kind of stuff going on. And if she's telling Liz, Max is telling me to tell you to stop. Not only is Liz just because of the situation going to be like, yeah, right. I'm going to try and bring him back to life. She's also probably going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you're still a baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not in a condescending way, but just as like, girl, you don't know. So that I think that's the, you know that's going to cause some some tension, some conflict. Mm, we love us some conflict. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, and she even says to Rosa, she says, you know, what do you know? You're a 19 year old drug drug addict, and right. like, part of me worries that if Rosa feels like she's failing at you know, helping Max, brain zombie Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried that she's going to slip back into that because I feel like that's a thing for people who are already a little bit self-destructive when they're told right. that they're just what they think they are, the worst thing they think about themselves. Yep. They're kind of like, well, why would I try to be better than that? You know? Yes, and you just made me think of a theory. Do it. Okay, um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. When Professor X, for those of you that don't know, also this movie came out like forever ago, so I'm not even giving you a spoiler alert. He um, is walking, and if you know Professor X, you know he uh, is paralyzed from the waist down. He's walking, and Wolverine's all surprised by this, and it's because he's taking medicine because he can't handle the voices inside of his head anymore, and the medicine suppresses the voices, takes away his power, and he's also able to walk again. What if, you know, that's the kind of situation that we start to see with Rosa, where she can't handle, you know, Liz telling her one thing, Brain Zombie Max telling her another. She's also in, you know, if there was like the ideal state to be in to relapse, I'm pretty sure Rosa's would be it. Right here. We're here. Yes. So I feel like ideal is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so... I, you know, I think we could really see her slip for multiple reasons because of the stress, because she doesn't want to have these crazy. I mean, I couldn't imagine having that going on inside of your head. I mean, a lot of, you know, this isn't a secret, you know, a lot of um, people with drug problems, you know, they, they suffer from mental illness. And so that's why they, you know, become dependent on these types of things. So I think, I think we got to maybe be ready for that too, which yeah. sucks. Right. And but, it definitely, it worries me because I want, like, we're, we just, we're like Liz. We want to see, I mean, you are Liz. That's your name. Hey. But we want to see Rosa succeed. We want to see her do well in life. She has a second chance. I mean, and someone on Twitter even pointed out, like, side note, half the people on the show should be dead. <laughs> like, Liz died and came back. And Rosa, you know, she had a much bigger time gap in it, but she died and came back. Like everyone's have has these second chances and like you want to see them take it and run with it. And we're hoping Max gets that second chance too. And part of me is wondering, 
speaking of Max and second chances, part of me is wondering if he doesn't want to come back because he knows, like, okay, either that will bring back Noah in a sense, like maybe just Noah in his head, or that will trigger the whole a lightning thing, a lightning, a lightning, not a lightning, a lightning, um, the alighting to come and, you know, whatever that is. So I think that, I don't know, because Rosa got her second chance. I think she's going to really want Max to get his, even though it's going to be really hard. Like you said, her fighting with Liz, and there's going to be a lot of drama with that. Drama. But we love that. I mean, you're we do love that, but you're not wrong. I, You know, from what we know about this alighting and um, what Noah has said about, you know, they'll – well, they'll come back now that they know their prince or, you know, their whatever is ready or blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's it's kind of alluding to the fact that their race, um, maybe they're not the greatest either. You know, there are some good humans and really bad humans. So maybe he, in dying, he actually, I don't know, maybe you not remember because they were so little, but maybe they're somehow like in the afterlife like informed of everything and he's like oh shit no 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 like earth will be canceled for sure like we gotta no so maybe you know he's kind of still playing even though he's dead still playing a martyr right oh that's a good point like maybe he's got a little more info in his brain zombie state well it sounds like that could actually be how (gasps) oh gosh okay now my my do it Okay, so I get, I definitely, you know, we talked a little bit, or I threw out the idea of Avatar and Awa and how, you know, they're, which, again, I think another really, really, really fucking cool way to mix science and sci-fi in Avatar, you know, they're Awa, they're goddess, you know, it's, it's basically like cloud storage, you know, people's memories are backed up. Of course, there's a spiritual, spirituality there, and it's a little bit more magical than that, but in a way, that's what it kind of is. What if that's what Max's race is like? You know, when you pass on, your memories get sent to, like, their AWA. Do you know what that is just like? What? And I never made the connection until you said that, even though I've seen Avatar. Um, the 100. Like, the the future, I guess, of the 100 is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're all, like, a collective, like, almost like a cloud. And they're like, they have these little chips where they're kind of like, there's a different world in this cloud. Yeah, no, totally. And that's very science and science fiction mixed together. Totally, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, have you actually, uh, for all of you listeners out there that want to maybe theorize a bit more on that and want to do some more research, there's a really, really good Black Mirror episode that talks about that. Have you watched Black Mirror, Meg? No, it's too spooky for Meg. Well, there's one that's not spooky. they're either really really spooky or not so spooky and there's one that has that same concept too and it's like amazing it's awesome I'll send it to you you should yeah it honestly I saw it and I was like if that was a movie in a theater it would have been nominated for an Oscar yeah send it to me it's good but it's the same it's the same kind of concept so I think that's how he knows and he's able he's limb he's in that limbo between he's kind of in like alien purgatory right now so he's like I just got all this information and the only way I can communicate it to Liz, you know, is through who I still have 
this, you know, psychological connection. Well, it's even, yeah, psychological, right? Psychological connection. Psychic? No. I think, um, oh, that's going to be so cool. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. We could, that's going to be its own podcast, guys. We'll talk, we'll do a bonus episode or something on that because we all got the time kind of stuff. <laughs> we really do. We have so, the time and we don't have the time, but you know. It's true. Those of us with, with children, cheers to you. Cheers to us who are now trying to figure out how to teach little humans how to read and do mm-hmm. math and English and oh. yeah. You want to feel dumb, like, try to teach someone how to do sixth grade English, like, yeah, (laughs) especially if you're a published author, I was like, uh, you're like, um, please give the teachers a raise, everyone, yes, that would be great, Mm -hmm. okay, so let's talk about Isabel, and, okay, we can't really talk about Isabel without talking about, like, the ridiculously amazing looks that she was serving the entire episode, like, whether it was, I'm in a funeral and I'm wearing like all black and like black lipstick or like a grayish mat. Mm-hmm. And then even when she was doing like lifting all of, I loved that, lifting all of the bowls from all the people that brought her food that she's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Well, first of all, I was like, girl, if some of that's water for crystal, like send that my way. <laughs> Practice raising it and sending it to Indianapolis. Um, I know in her outfit, I was like, oh, is that a FabFitFun box? Because you look amazing. I know. How old are we that I was like, oh my God, look at her sports bra. You can see it. It's perfect. And look at the back, the weaving. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. But it was good. It was really good. And I don't know. I feel like there was, and first, the people that watched the original series, and like I've seen a few of them. I have not watched the whole sing, uh, the whole series through. Um, I feel like the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom. Max and Isabel's mom mentioned Tess as being one of the people who sent a dish and I'd have to rewatch the episode again just to like catch it again mm-hmm. but I feel like Te- I know Tess was a character on the original show so I feel like that was just like a little nod mm-hmm. to that the original series so I thought that was kind of cute um but yeah she was freaking amazing um and then when she absolutely could not talk about Noah which completely understandable because she's got like such trauma from all of that then she saw a picture of her brother, and she was like, I'm just going to talk about the person I'm actually mourning and the person who deserves my tears and my time. Mm. And, like, that whole scene, I was just like, oh. And then, you know, Michael yeah. Guerin walks in drunk, totally pissed off. Basically all of us in 2020 during all of this nonsense. Yeah, my- Michael Guerin. <laughs> We're all Michael. Every- That's why I was like, get it. And you want to know what I love about him, too, is that he still, like, puts that lab coat on and rocks out. I'm like, see, that's what – I love that the show is making that sexy, you know? Because mm-hmm. it is sexy. It's cool to be smart. It is cool to be smart. And, like, nerds are hot, y'all. Mm-hmm. CW, 2020, nerds are hot. Even before that, um, like, every other show we watch. But we're married to a bunch of nerds. We know. I know. And we're nerds. Right. Let's not pretend we're cool. <laughs> Why are we acting like, <laughs> like I'm you in know, a Star Wars not us? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, your Star Wars podcast and the shirt you're wearing, Liz. It's fine. You're welcome, everybody. I love it. Let's applaud yeah. for Fandalorian podcast. Hashtag Fandalorian. Fandalorian. Okay. So, Isabel and her denial, I feel like it's going to, it wasn't the forefront of this episode, but I feel like it's definitely going to be a bigger thing this season, mm-hmm. seeing her building her powers. And, like, I really loved that they were like, you know what? We're not going to let her 
just be a victim of all of these circumstances and these situations. She's like, I'm going to put on like my best fucking workout outfit Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go stand in the desert and I'm going to blow shit up. And like, she's just, she refuses to be a victim. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's such a great way to take her character because on paper or even in like the nineties, she would have just been sad and upset and like she should be like totally justified to be both of those things but the fact that she is taking her problems by the balls and being like you know what i'm not just gonna sit around and wait for the next thing to come along to fuck me up i'm gonna get ahead of it i'm gonna practice i'm gonna hone my powers and you kind of see where that power comes from towards the end of the episode because as you know liz as a mother like i felt like the moment I had another life inside of me. I was like, oh, all bullshit can wait. And, like, all bullshit step aside because, like, I'm here to own you. Mm-hmm. Like, she does seem to have, like, an extra edge to her. And I felt like as a mom. The mama edge. Yeah, I, I, I recognized that. Like, as soon as she put that thing to her belly, I was like, okay, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Because you don't take no bullshit when you're making another life. And she's not gonna. And I, I'm excited to see that journey for her. But it's also really heartbreaking to see her have to do that while mourning her brother, who's her person, mm-hmm. and knowing that it's a piece of Noah that she'll never get rid of. So I it's going to be interesting. It's, I loved how they shot that scene, by the way. That was awesome. Like, that side profile. And, like, it, I just felt – it was like you felt exactly what she felt as she was doing it. Like, I felt like I was Isabel. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. And I, I wanted to ask you specifically about this scene because in your amazing um, YA series, Everly, you know, your main character has a bit of a rough sitch or ha- maybe has a, a dad that's not, um, you know, the greatest. And so it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how Isabel, you know, handles the emotions for this child, you know, what she wants to do with, Mm -hmm. you know, the news of this pregnancy. And it's, again, it's another really um, important theme. I don't even want to say a bold theme, excuse me, that the show is approaching because it's, it's not bold, it's important, you know, Mm -hmm. to talk about these themes on TV. This is something that happens every day to millions of women across the world and so it's important for them to see that not every pregnancy is um you know can be magic perfect Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah so I, i i'm excited i'm excited to see how this plays out because i think it's a really really good thing to show on tv i agree and i think so we don't really know what isabel is going to do like is she going to you know continue her pregnancy is she going Mm -hmm. to terminate the pregnancy there's so many options and and different ways they could take the story but I think that to go back to your sort of question if she does have the baby I think it will add like a new layer of mythology because this will be a full-blooded alien baby Mm -hmm. and it's something that obviously we haven't seen on the show that they don't they don't remember their childhood even so they aren't going to know like how that pregnancy works how that birth works obviously if if she continues with the pregnancy and and goes through with you know full-on gets the labor stage of it um dr valenti is going to be in some shit like he's gonna have to figure out how to give like how to 
deliver an alien baby. Mm-hmm. And I think that the emotional toll of having like felt so violated by Noah, but then, you know, having this baby that she's going to love, it's going to be really conflicting for her. And I think it's going to add such an interesting layer to her character. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm very eager to see where they take this story. Cause no matter what, we are a team as well and we will love her through it. Heck yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of Kyle, mentioned Dr. Valenti, who we love to death. Yes. Um, Trevino train. Woo-woo. Yes. So can we just talk about how, like, he's so great? And I think about every boy, and I'm sure you do, that you knew in high school. Yeah. And, like, you run into him at the grocery store. Obviously not now because don't go anywhere if you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag wash your hands. Stay home. I know. Right? Um, but, like, he's just so great. She's like, oh, my God, I need you to run, like, CT scans and all this stuff. And here's your dead sister. Love you. Bye. Like, And he's like, cool, 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 cool. He's just like, all right, fine. Yeah. He's like, what What the fuck ever, guys? You want to steal an alien yes! body? I yeah, just, he- I love him. He's just a real character, you know? He's just, like, no bullshit. And if he, he's not, he's never woe is me. You know, no, he, he, like, this is what we got to do. And I, I, it's another, it's another really cool thing that the show does too is, you know, Karina talked about this in a couple interviews with us where she said, I wanted to create when she was speaking about Malik's a relationship that started in darkness and come towards light. I feel like that's really the journey of every character in the show. You know, everyone has kind of, they're either about to be on a path to redemption or they're still on it Mm -hmm. and that does that can be you know from alien drama or just being a dick in high school everyone can choose to be better and actually do it and Kyle Valenti is that he's just awesome I love the guy I love him and I'm so excited to see because obviously Rosa hasn't been there to see him progress from high school dick douche to where he is now and like as Dr. Kyle and like it's going to be really nice to see her kind of catch up with him because she still looks at him like that douchey dude in high school Mm -hmm. that I think she knew was her brother and I don't know it's going to be really interesting to see the dynamic of the three of them because we kind of got a little taste of it and I'm I'm really eager to see more of it I think it's Mm going to be awesome and also side note like how did everyone get so much hotter in season two like those people were already ridiculously attractive oh no i don't got season two starts i don't know if they got like new lighting or what the frick (laughs) happened i was like oh my god i know like every scene i was just like what is happening in roswell new mexico slash santa fe where they shoot that all these people (laughs) are just like hi i've emerged from like a goddess submarine unaffected by life yes spf that's what it is they all wear spf or is that all of us pre-covid 19 and we just like are so jaded now (laughs) that we're just like oh is that what a shower looks like i mean (laughs) who knows right at this point i I wouldn't remember (laughs) (laughs) oh you know what we can we can laugh about it because it keeps us from crying we can we can um, I think kind of the only other thing we didn't really hit on is that Sheriff Valenti obviously sus- suspects some stuff because someone's got to be wondering where Max is. I love that they like staged a whole big thing. 
like mm-hmm. they staged this fight, but it did feel real because you know that even though we know that it wasn't actually Liz's direct mm-hmm. fault that this happened, you got to think that a, a piece of Isabel still blames her. Like if Isabel or if, uh, Liz hadn't come back, this wouldn't have happened. And I'm sure that's where those kind of lingering tears in their eyes as they did this fake fight came from because they know there is some actual blame and actual guilt on on either side from that fake fight and I'm interested to see if they're actually going to have words about what they're really feeling versus this fake fight that let them kind of yell at each other without consequence and we can't like not talk about the biggest thing so we talked about the pregnancy. We talked about, you know, brain zombie Max. But the fact that, like, how freaking, like, Scooby Squad badass is it going to be to see Liz and Alex and um, who else was there? Michael and Dr. Kyle come together to try to fix Noah's dead heart which I love that, like, his cold dead heart, like, so accurate for a villain. I know, right? Yeah, so they're going to try to fix it to put into Max. So, like, they know that Max has brainwaves because he's communicating with Rosa. So, like, that was their big sign. Like, okay, we're not just holding out these false hopes. Like, he's actually still in there somewhere. But his heart is fried because he went full Thor. Mm -hmm. So it was so cool, that whole scene – and it was like a lot of the songs. It was a big ending scene montage, kind of setting up all of season two, where they set up that the Super Science Squad is going to be like the super in the background. Yeah, like they're going to be in the background, uh-huh. like flexing their knowledge and like drama aside and cowboy hats aside and all of their bullshit aside. They're going to be, you know, in a bunker, figuring shit out with their lab coats and their goggles and just being awesome and looking like COVID nineteen scientists and. Then, like, they kind of cut to um, Maria's mom, and her, like, she keeps wandering away from her care center, and Maria's really worried about her, and she's kind of used to her coming to the, you know, the bar, Mm -hmm. and then there's, like, this really big flash of light. Like, we don't really know what that's going to be. We're kind of led to believe that it's aliens, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, And then, obviously, that's when Isabel's doing, like, her ultrasound on herself. And then brain zombie, which is like the best term you've ever come up with. I love it so much. Brain zombie Max comes back (laughs) and he's like all up in Rose's head. So I just felt like that whole thing and like the actual song title zombie were, was just like the perfect fit because Rose is a zombie. Liz is technically a zombie because she died when Max brought her back, like she would died. And then Noah's supposed to be dead, but he's still, like, lingering in Rose's head, too, and then Max. It was just, like, all of these, like, ghosts of the past are still freaking there, like, ready to pounce. So she's going to science the hell out of it. Like, I love Liz. Everything Mm -hmm. about Liz made me so happy. She is the female character TV maids. Yes. And, like, don't you really wish that she was real and she could, like, figure out a way to like combat our actual existence right now <laughs> yes i wish that liz arteco could come and come back coronavirus i think janine mason actually would if she could because she's an incredible human being but yeah 
This is insane. But you know what you can do? You can binge Roswell season one. You can listen to the Space Cowboys podcast, catch up with us, and theorize with us because we get real deep, y'all. Wait, I have to like interject one thing I forgot to mention. And I don't remember what she said he smelled like. Like rain. Did you catch that in the very first scene? And that was like not at all intentional for the writers of the show, I'm sure. But if you listen to like the very first Space Cowboys podcast when we before the the show was even on the air, Mm -hmm. there was some mythology in the books that the show is based on about how the aliens had a different smell. Like each of them had a different smell. And that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, baby Liz and Meg podcasting about smells (laughs) i bet they did put it in there for that who knows maybe they do smell you know it's a nice little nod to the books books, you know and our podcast i mean no just kidding oh yeah they (laughs) obviously i mean obviously they're just playing it on a loop in the writer's room guys i mean why wouldn't you you know (laughs) but i I just thought that was great because i was like oh that was like one of the things we found from the book so yeah, yeah if you do if you go back and you listen to all of our podcasts if you're you know, new and you just like binge season one while it was on Netflix and you're like kind of new to season two, you go back and listen. We have a whole episode where we just talked about how we think they're all going to smell and it's as silly and awesome as it sounds. So go listen to that. Do it. We also (laughs) do one on area 51, right? Don't we do that? No, on actual Roswell history. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like the actual Mm-hmm. situation so that i mean we we get we get down with it that's fun we go there and, and yeah it's super fun and we also um we do a whole playlist for what we think they're going to play in season one and ended up being some of the songs that they're going to have in season two as well so yeah you know so we're good at what we do <laughs> we're excellent y'all we're, we're just gonna toot our own horns as we stay in our homes i know toot, toot. <gasps> Well, yeah, thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And wash your hands and use hand sanitizer and be kind on the internet because the internet is already very germy in a sense and don't add to it. So be nice. No, and wash your Apple TV remotes. Um, wash your uh, like coffee tables. You know, we're going to be binging a lot of TV. So make sure at the area you're binging your keyboards, your phones, everything. And if you don't have an Apple TV like the rest of us, Liz, you know, sanitize that too. Just Or Kindle Fires, you know, whatever, your smart televisions. Come on, guys. Sanitize it all. And then, it. and then tweet us. Tweet us what you thought of the episode. Tweet us what you think is going to happen because there's a lot they, like, open the door to. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of Frozen, but Love's also an open door, so we can't go a whole podcast episode without mentioning Malik's and – our hopes for them. And I know. Oh, gosh, yeah, we didn't even talk about them. But, I mean, it, it was just, again, another heartbreaking scene. Come, Come on. on. <sighs> like, yeah, no. There's there's just so much potential for so many things in this mm-hmm. season. And I thought I loved the show in season one. But, yeah, hello. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm quarantined and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we will hopefully get our next podcast up right after the next episode um so stay tuned this week was obviously a little crazy 
with adjusting like everybody else. So thanks for hanging in there with us. And we'll make sure to crank these out for you guys so you can catch up and theorize with us because you guys talk to us all on Twitter and we love you. We do. We so love you stop. very much. Yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't Meg, stop, I love you stop. too. Liz, I love you. I love you even though we're on Zoom and that's like the new hang zone. And I you know that's it. funny. We've been using Zoom for what? A few years now? I know. Before it was cool. We're just like setting we Zoom. Yeah. Just saying. Again, another thing we predicted. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Laugh so you don't cry, folks. Uh, just do uh, it. But thanks for listening and thanks for watching. And definitely tweet us if you're feeling a little lonely. We are always down to talk aliens and cowboys and everything in between. So hit us up on Twitter at pure underscore fandom. We love you guys. Peace.